Hey guys, welcome to Bolt Banter. Curtis here with Kendrick. Hey guys, what's up San Diego? And we are here with the leader of Save Our Bolts, David Agronoff. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me guys. All right, David. Um, so we have, we have some questions we want to talk about today regarding the Chargers' current situation, regarding the stadium, and this season in general. So to start it off, um, let's, let's dig into a little bit with uh, Measure C. So as we know, it didn't pass. Uh, I think a, lot of question, or a question that a lot of Charger fans are wondering is where do we go from here next? What's the next step as Charger fans uh, that we can look forward to? Look, the main and number one thing is to stay engaged because um, we're not done. It's not over. Um, and I think the fact that um, that Spanos family is staying engaged at this point is is really, really important. I know right now Dean has kind of said that he doesn't want the fans to worry about it till January. But we keep having these stories leaked out, which presumably... I think we all know who's leaking some of these stories to the media saying, you know, L.A. is still happening or keeping L.A. alive as a specter. And really the idea behind that is that um, I think that they're trying to keep some kind of leverage going into negotiations with the city. Uh, but the reality is, I think the bottom line is, is that the NFL wants to stay in San Diego. Um, and. I don't think anything's changed in reality that Stan Kroenke still pretty much is not trustworthy in Dean's eyes. Uh, I could be reading too much into this, but look, my, I don't represent the Spanos family. I'm a Charger fan like you guys, and my concern is saving the team for San Diego. And my belief is, is that the best option uh, for the Spanos family is to keep the team here. But uh, what's really important uh, for Charger fans to remember is to stay engaged at this time because uh, we need to keep the fan presence up even when I know it's hard right now because they're kind of on the lines with playoffs and, you know, are not looking good. And we have uh, more injuries, uh, more people on injured reserve than we do on the active roster. And that's really kind of hard. But um, we need to stay engaged. We need to keep going to games. We need to, to be involved with the team right now because we need to keep the passion alive. Um, that's part of our argument for keeping the team. That's part of the argument for, you know, it, it's just, it's, we've got to stay engaged. It's really important. Definitely. And especially now, even though, um, you know, C didn't pass, you know, there, there was a huge involvement that started, I think, with Save Our Bolts as a big part of it, you know, kind of starting a movement to save our bolts, if you will. Um, yeah. And I, I think a lot of Charger fans, if they could, they would thank you in person, David, for all that you guys have done um, to kind of create this momentum towards this, this project and this measure and the support behind a new stadium. So we want to thank you personally. Thank you very much. Well, I appreciate that, but there's a, and I would say that this is that, you know, I'm just one person that uh, save our bolts as a, a movement really, um, you know, it started with a small core of like five, 10 people in the beginning. And what was really cool is that for me, I was one of the few people in save our bolts that had activism experience. I had, 20 years of environmental activism 
in, in my history. And so when I came to this, I knew how to write a press release. I knew how to run a campaign. I knew how to do these things because I'd done them before. But most Charger fans did not know how to do these things. And so what was really cool was seeing uh, bloggers like Thomas Powell learn how to write press releases, to have uh, people like Marissa Kelly become like a social media whiz to the point where she started her own business doing this, uh, which she learned from being a Saver Bolts activist. And seeing people like Johnny Bullpride become like a whiz with the media, it's just really cool to see these people grow as activists, not just as fans, because, you know, it's easy for us as football fans to to focus on, you know, what's Rivers passer rating? Who do we want in the draft next year? All these things. But the reality of being a serious Charger fan in the last couple of years has been the struggle, the fight to save the team. And at one point it was us against the NFL because we thought we were going to lose the team. And what's been really cool in the last year is we've kind of flipped that script, right? And we're working with the team and we've gotten uh, to have this completely different experience. And that's been cool too. Yeah. So, um, what we're talking about, we're talking about the future of the chargers and everything, whether you're a fan of the chargers or whether you're a supporter of save our bolts, um, what can fans do to help out the negotiations between, you know, the chargers and the city? Um, is it just speaking up on social media or is there something more to that to get that voice heard? Well, yeah, there's all kinds of things that people can do as just an average Charger fan. Um, one of the most important things, I mean, it's less important now that we are out of the election cycle, but one thing that you can do is is apply pressure to these, to these city council people uh, that are making these decisions that, you know, the Chargers are a concern of yours. Um, if you're a person that lives in the county and you felt like you didn't have a vote, right, Overmeasure C, and I know that's a lot of people. Um, you have county representatives, so find out who they are and let them know that the charters are important to you. You can say like, "Hey, can you get involved in these stadium negotiations? Can you be a part of it?" Because they can. And so, it, and if you do live in the city limits, if you live in San Diego, you can get involved too by, for example, writing. You've got. Uh, Councilman Scott Sherman, for example, who represents Mission Valley and was a huge opponent of Measure C. But now we're in a situation where the mayor is bringing everyone back to the table. So drop him a line, drop him a letter, let him know like, hey, we're watching. We want you to be back at the table. We want you people working together. Chris Kate, who was one of the most the people most against Measure C, you know, we, we need to be asking him, you know, Come back to the table, please. That's really important. So you can do that. Anybody can do that. Definitely. Yeah, I yeah. think it's I think it's huge. Like you were saying, for people that were outside of the city of San Diego zone, um, I think that's a that's a good uh, plan to really write to their representative and let them know that uh, they that's important to them. That's important to the city. Everyone in the the county of San Diego, it's important to them. Well, right, because in the past, the county didn't have a stake in it, right? But it's possible in the future that they will. And so your county representatives, if you think about the county council, most people don't even think about the county council, right? And you have Ron Roberts, who's the head of the county council. And at one time, he was very important to the stadium negotiations when they were doing the CSAG plan. Uh, when that went out the window, the county dropped out of it. But that doesn't mean that they won't be involved in the future, and they can be. 
But it's really important right now to remind your representatives right now where we're in this gray zone, right? We don't know. We know at some point the mayor and the team have started to work together and we're going to have another plan in the future. So this is an important time right now where we can express ourselves uh, with a general letter just saying like, hey, the charters are important to me. Uh, please save the team. I don't care if they make the playoffs this year or not as far as the future. Think long term. Because I know a lot of people are this stupid like, well, they suck this year, so I don't care. Well, you can't think short term. You have to think long term. You know, you had to live with the Ryan Leaf years to get to the LT years. You, could, you can't just have all the good years, right? You have to live with the bad to live with the good. Uh, you know, and right now we have a very bright future ahead of us as far as we've got Hunter Henry, we've got Joey Bosa, we've got Jatavis Brown. We've got this future core that could be something really good in a couple of years. And, and frankly, I don't want to hear Josh Lewin say touchdown Los Angeles, you know, on the call. I don't want to hear that. I want to hear touchdown San Diego forever. And we can do that. We can make that happen. But uh, we need to be engaged and be involved now. Definitely. Um, and another question. Now that we have um, – so there's a deadline coming up where the Chargers officially have – to say whether they will exercise the LA option um, right. coming up in the new year. Do you think we see some teamwork from the city of San Diego as a whole um, before then? I think that the most likely outcome of January 15th is that the NFL is going to give the Chargers an extension um, to make that decision another year down the line, uh, perhaps even two. But I think they're going to make an extension and they're going to make another go at it. Uh, you, you know, uh, measures that require uh, changes in law generally take more than one attempt at an election cycle. They don't usually pass the first time. And the fact that we got 43 percent, you know, at first I was really disheartened because, you know, and people kept saying, oh, the Chargers plan got clobbered. Well, we didn't expect to get six, the 67 percent was highly unlikely. Um, but if you look at it, this was a high voter turnout for an election, uh, especially considering there was a presidential election and more people voted yes for Measure C in this election than some elections have votes at all. Right. So if you look at it as it could be somewhat of a product of what, what election we were in. Um, we also know that, um, you know, that the numbers can change up or down depending upon who supports a plan and how far out they support a plan. If the mayor had kept to support the plan sooner, perhaps our numbers would have been higher. And if next time we're working with the mayor's plan itself, then you know, we could get these numbers up higher. And so what we need to really be pushing the NFL to do in the, in the meantime is to extend the chargers to give, because we understand that uh, Dean needs a little bit of certainty. And so I understand as a businessman that he wants the LA option. So we as San Diego, it helps us if they extend the option for a few more years. And unfortunately for us, the specter of, oh, I could move to L.A. is just, it's just going to be there. We're just going to have to live with it, I think. I think you're right that that would be um, 
beneficial in terms of motivating San Diego as, as a city to really push forward? It, and you never know um, if, if, if eventually, you know, we could see more help from Stan Kroenke. Because he might just be, he might just eventually say, "Look, I, I don't want you sharing my stadium. So here's San Diego. Here's a hundred thousand dollars that means absolutely nothing to me because I'm such a rich asshole. Um, you know, I can just throw money around and make it rain. Well, perhaps Stan Kroenke will make it rain for us because we know that he does not want to share the stadium with Dean. And Dean does not want to share a stadium with him. Let's be honest. Look." Uh, you know, in my conversations with Mark Fabiani, like he would never come out and say to me, like, oh, Dean and Stan don't like each other. Uh, but he has, you know, he's pointed out to me before certain newspaper articles are out there. And I know there was an article in, uh, I think, the Orange County Sentinel that was all about how uh, Dean and Stan don't trust each other. And uh, I think that's pretty much the case. <laughs> Um, and, and for us, that's that's good. Um, in a lot of ways, Vegas is a way bigger threat than L.A. to me because, uh, you know, right now Vegas has their eyes set on the Raiders. But uh, I don't know if you know this, but the mayor of San Diego or the mayor of Las Vegas is a San Diego Chargers season ticket holder since the 80s. And she's a big Chargers fan. And I, I believe but I think part of it is, is I think she would rather keep coming to see the team here than there. But uh, I I think that uh, Vegas in a lot of ways is a bigger concern. I'm kind of rambling now, but the the point is, is that uh, we need to stay engaged right now. There's a, there's still a lot of issues to work out as, as a community. Definitely. And um, just kind of to switch gears, I want to switch gears to more of talking about the current situation of our team. 